All right. So moving on to the next topic, uh, we're going to talk about this today. Do former players make good coaches? And I'm putting a stipulation on this. I'm not going to stick to the whole like, oh, we're just talking about players coming over from Europe in general. General. Um, in general, playing American football, does being a good player, does it translate to being a good coach? And if so, why? And if not, why? So hit me, Philip. What you got? Not not in all cases. Some cases you do, because I'm just going from personally, um, you know, my patience is very, very low. And especially if I am coaching young guys and they don't know what they're doing, I just can lose my patience sometimes. But I've learned over the years that, you know, most of these people are not on our level of football knowledge. So therefore, you have to you know, be able to become patient on um, most. You know, you have a lot of good imports over here, but that doesn't necessarily they're good communicators or they're good with kids or good, you know, teaching anybody. They're just doing their own thing and trying to, you know, better themselves. But that just goes back to the person at hand. Yeah, I can just only speak for myself. Um, but most cases you do find some some good players that transfer over i would just say it's maybe 50 50 i would say what about you paul what do you think shit i probably think it's about 60 40 <laughs> 60 40 which way 60 40 which way 40, 60 60 with players that can't be good coaches and 40 with good ones see me i got i have a high patience and it really translated well over here from when i'm like doing the coaching some do my buttons get pressed? Yes. You know, I feel like they I'm like, man, I'm going over this so many times. Come on, man. But then it's like, I know it's not gonna come to them like that. They ain't been doing this all day life since they've been sit five, six, seven years old. You know what I'm saying? They playing, they starting at 16. They you know what I'm saying? Some started at 16, some of them started at 23. And it's so it's, it's like it's hard to they put out there and some of the guys the American guys that might come over here or former players in the U S like they're not good at the, like you said, the teaching aspect of it. If the guys don't understand it, they gonna have an issue and they're not going to want to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, man, whatever. But if you got the good patience and like Phil, he, he said like, Hey, I got low patience, but he learning. If you're not going to try to learn and adapt to that, then you're going to have an issue. You, you never going to be a good coach. Because you never got the patience to try to fix the stuff that needs to be fixed. And then know when it's the right time. Like, okay, well, I have to, I can't leave you behind so much per se, but I can't sit here in this standstill spot with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those, that hard middle pause where you got to figure out where you got to go. You know what I'm saying? Move forward. Like, all right, he's not really learning this well. I have to try it with somebody else, but I'm still going to you know and bring you along because i don't want to also leave you behind at the same yeah. time and that's that hard part of transition from a player where you be out there with other players that most of the time know what's going on and then the coaching part where now you got to like translate your knowledge that you know from when you were playing to maybe the new age of how they're trying to play in the game and that's the do whole trend do you think age has something to do with that like when you were fresh out from playing like when you when you first started playing slash coaching at the same time, you know, you're playing at a high level. Yeah. You're only, you're in your mid twenties, but you're coaching young kids. You want it from them. You want that from them. But then once you get towards your late twenties and you're still coaching those kids and even some of your own teammates, you're like, well, I kind of understand that you can't do the way that I want it, but that's okay. You think that has a little bit yeah. to do with it? Yeah. Somewhat. Cause I mean, like when my first year, when I came over right after I finished college, so this was 2000, 
15. Oh, he dated reason. himself. See, you can't do that. You don't don't date yourself, buddy. You don't want to do that out here. Just say my <laughs> first year. Hey, look, look. Just look, say man, my I'm, first year. I'm, I'm don't young. date yourself. Ain't no point. I'm a young head, man. I'm a young old head. So it is what it is, man. But like I had to learn that in that whole experience, my first year in Italy. I really had this thought in my mind that these players were going to be somewhat like me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like how mistaken. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You figure that out once you get there. You're going to have some ones that are good, but they're not going to have the whole understanding and thought process. Like when you watch the video, when you are on the field, and you're talking like a certain situation, they're not going to really fully understand that. Once I really got out of that, that part of me trying to play just to get up out of here, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm just going to play this and I'm headed back to the States. You know, I'm going to take this video. Like, I mean, the video don't really mean that much. You know what I'm saying? You got to really play against yeah. real high comp and you really got to like. That's a whole nother topic. We know. we know. That's a whole nother topic. But yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's the whole outlook of it for real, for real on with the age thing is, bro, I really developed from that year. That It took my that one year, that six months I was there in Italy. I figured out, like, if I want to be good, I have to be better to learn the players. Mm-hmm. And if the team really wants to be good, the players have to be good. So I had to take the focus off of myself that I put in, like, the first year because I had a great year. But we didn't, we didn't win it all because we there were some parts where that were missing. I felt like I left something out there. And then after that, I was like, okay, well, I know what I need to try to do. I need to focus more on the team. I can take care. I got enough time to focus on myself in my in my regular time. But like when we get ready to practice, because everybody has a job. When they come out to practice, I'm I'm gonna try my best to focus on you, yeah, and try to help you out to yeah. develop you better. Because if you get better, the team gets better. See now you you're one of them players. You're one of them players that do turn into a good coach. Yeah, I will. You're the forty percent. You're the I got <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got something also. It's, yeah. it's really also important that we, as imports, we're coming over here to coach the coaches also. Because mm. We do have a lot of coaches here yeah. in Europe that think they know everything. I'm like, you see it on the teams. I'm like, how are you teaching this to the youth? You've been teaching these kids for their whole lives. And we come in here and it's totally different to them. It's like, what is different? You know, it's like sometimes the coaches in Europe, they really have to take in consideration that we do know what we're doing. We know what we're talking about. I mean, this is American football we're talking about. It's not European American football. It's not soccer. We would not, <laughs> us as Americans, we would not contact a soccer coach to teach me soccer. I would go to Europe and give me a soccer coach to actually teach me, you know. But there are some European coaches that know what they're talking about. But some coaches feel like, you know, I've been doing this for 10 to 15 years. But what are the results from that, basically? You know, they feel like because we're employed by the team, they feel like they know more than us. Like you literally been coaching. You can say you've been coaching for 10 years. I've been playing for 23. So what you want to say on that? You know what I'm saying? My experience is still way more than yours because I've been out there on the field. Oh, see, now y'all, y'all, getting, y'all about to get into their feelings. I mean, so it's not here nobody. If y'all not watching, I need y'all to get y'all's, 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 y'all's coaches. I need to get y'all's coaches on this video. Y'all need to get them and say, hey, y'all need to listen to what these guys say because they talking about oh, y'all no, now. All coaches need to listen because they need to understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody's coming to you with a bad idea, then you got to know the bad from the good. You know what I'm saying? But... Sometimes they don't, the sort that they 
sometimes they think they playing men. Like, no, nah, bro, this is like a real game. Like, oh, come on. I got I to gotta tell you. I got to tell you about this story. I played on a team. <laughs> I got all the stories because I'm an old, old head. But I swear, I played on a team. And all right, man, forget it. Y'all know who it is. Basel Gladiators, Dwayne Wood. That's my guy. You know, love him to death. Played with him. I mean, when we was in practice, I swear on everything. In the middle of, the, of practice, he'd come up with these plays drawn up. And these guys on the field, they always say, hey, Dwayne, this isn't Madden. That was the running joke all season. Dwayne, this isn't Madden. And the crazy part was he had some stuff that was out there, but he had all, like, Americans doing that stuff. So it, we, the plays worked. That's I don't want y'all to confuse the, the story of this. The funny part the, was that he was like, though. this isn't Madden. Because they were all like, this is crazy. But when he put the actual – he was able to do it because he would bring in players that could do stuff that they never saw before. That's but the thing. You're talking about guys that are saying, okay, I want to draw this up. I want to do this. And then the players can't do that. And they're like, why you can't do this? Yeah. Why you can't do that's, this? And that's the whole thing. Like, the coaches also – just ran this play. They just ran this play on Madden on my way here. They have to know their players, man. That's the, that's the biggest part. The coaches yeah. don't know their players. You can't try to make plays where you know, like, if you're about, like, I don't know, you need to go ahead and scrap that play. Mm. Because, like, if you know, like, this guy is not going to run this correct route, you, it's going to be kind of confusing. You got to, like, teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it so much. It's like, either he can't be in during that play or you got to scrap that play. Some of them just say, fuck it. I mean, uh, excuse my language. They say, F it, and then they go for it anyway. Yeah, you know they do it anyway, but it's like uh, the coaches got to know their players as well. Because I mean, hey Phil, about, you know, don't like what the coaches like. What he said, the coaches need to be coached as well. What do you think, you know Jamal? Like you, ha- you haven't told us much about your thought on players becoming coaches. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Paul on this. Like, I think, I think it's a it's a sixty forty in terms of players not being great coaches. And I preface this by I'm talking specifically about head coaches in general. I think players in general, like for me personally, like I know I could teach something, you know, Mm -hmm. I I have like no doubt that I could teach something and I could break it down and help someone learn it. But, you know, and I have patience, but I would expect more from the players than they would from themselves. And then now that make me more frustrated. And I just personally, like, like I said, I could teach something, but like, I don't think I would be that invested in being a coach. And I've had coaching offers overseas college. And I'm just like, listen, I respect y'all about that. I just, I just don't want to lose that. It's not for everybody. It is not for everybody. Like, and, and teaching and, you know, going through like the tactics of gameplay. That's one thing. It's still breaking down film. It's still game planning. It's, it, it takes a whole nother level of commitment and i'll just reference this but talking in college like in college like the day you get on campus to the day you leave every single day is planned out and as a player whatever it's film study weight room practice whatever and i would just come in and see coaches in the room like at five o'clock i'm like what are you doing and then leave practice go watch film and they're not leaving till 11 i'm like there's no way i'm living that life not and again not everyone is like that but i've seen that lifestyle is like, if I'm going to invest that much time into this game, I'd rather just play. For me personally, like like I said, I know I could teach, but I know for a fact coaching is not for me. I think 60% of the players may, they'll feel the same way or they think it's for them until they actually get in it and realize like, this is way over my head. This is way more than I, than I thought it was going to be. And then they get stuck. 
because their egos think that they could do it. And now they're now they're, they're locked into something that they really don't want to do. Similar to being like a teacher in the United States is a thankless job if you think about what they have to go through. But I'm going to keep it light and breezy with y'all because y'all out here, y'all deep into it. And that's great. But I feel like y'all must not have the same confidence in yourselves. Now, I ain't talking about teaching. I'm talking about playing. Okay. Me personally, whenever I'm coaching anybody, I'm looking at them. I'm like, ain't no way. And let me let me say this correct. Ain't no goddamn way they as good as I was. So I ain't got to worry about holding them up to my standards because they could never be me. So I'm just going to deal with what they are. You know, I coach sporadically. Uh, you know, I help out here with the local team there. I'll go to a camp here, do something there. You know, you can't hold purpose down like that. But when I'm teaching, whether it be adults or kids, I'm always telling them, I just want you to do this right. I don't care how good you like how yeah. well you are at it or how well you think you are at it. If you think you're the best receiver, you ain't shit to me. Sorry for my language. If you think that you got the best throwing arm, I've seen better. If you think you're faster, I could beat you right now. Like that's how I feel about it. And for me, it takes that whole pressure off. And I think that's one thing that you all, you guys were all saying was like, you want to get this player the best out of them to be like what you were or to play at the level that you played. And for me, I don't ever have that feeling because I always feel like it doesn't matter who this kid is or who this player is. They can't sniff the dirt underneath my toes, you know. So I always feel like because of that, I'll never feel like, okay, I'm not getting out of them the best. I can make them really good. I can make them the best player that they can be. But I just ain't ever seen nobody that I thought was better than me. So. Therefore, I don't ever feel no disappointment if they don't get to be as good as me. And again, this is not any template for how a coach should be. But I was one of those players that I think never wanted to be a coach. As a player, I always thought, like, even if I'm on the same team with somebody, this dude, he not as good as me, coach. When I was in high school, I used to tell coaches all the time, y'all need to put me in the game. This dude's a bum. I tell him to his face, he a bum, put me in the game. And when they put me in the game, that was the end of the story. That dude never played again. That's my whole career. But that's also how I felt as a coach is that all I have to do is give them the opportunity to prove that they're good or to prove that they're bad. Either way, it don't matter to me because I'm better than all of them. And again, that's just me <laughs> talking to me, guys. But I'm one, I, that's how I transitioned from player to coach. I had the same mentality and it helped me transition. Some players, that doesn't work. And you also have some players, and I want to say this because I think some people miss this point. Some players are stupid. Now, let's just be real here. All-American defensive end, you don't finish college, but you play for five years. You had a, a whatever the minimum was, GPA, and you know your playbook in and out. And then you go overseas or you go anywhere else and they change the playbook or they want you to do something, or they want you to play outside linebacker instead of rush in, and you can't do it. Or you get a GA job, and then they find out that you only know how to do this offense because the new coaching staff comes in with a, a new plan, and you only know how to run this one playbook. And you find out, okay, he can't be a coach. But he was a great athlete. He was a great – he made all the plays. He knew all his reads because he was a great football player. That doesn't necessarily make you a great coach. Because you don't have to be a teacher to be a great football player, but you do have to be a teacher to be a great coach. 
And I yeah. think when we go into the European aspect of it and we start talking about what European coaches and their experience, I think that experience needs to be validated by production, not years. The dude that was the ball boy for the New England Patriots when they won three championships, does he say I was on the coaching staff of a team that won three championships, three years of championship coaching staff? Does that mean he should be the head coach of a high school team? Uh, no, he was a ball boy. But he was on the coaching staff, technically. And he has three years, three rings of experience. And that's what a lot of coaches will tell you. Oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. Oh, I've been going to two practices a week for six months out of the year for 20 years. While somebody like Paul, who when he was six or seven years old, started practicing two days a week. By the time he was 14, he's practicing every day a week for the next 10 years. And he only has five years of college experience. These, these things are just null and void. If I talk to you, we talk football, and you know what you're talking about, that's fine. That's all you have to prove is that you know yeah. what you're doing. But yeah. you saying that you've done something for a certain amount of time shouldn't hold as much weight. You have to validate that or, or provide quality. Yes, you've been coaching for 10 years, but you've been coaching the wing T and we run a spread. Those 10 years mean nothing. I'm sorry to tell you that. It means nothing at this point. And this is a, the thing that I think when it, we're talking about coaches now more than the previous topic is that when it comes to coaching, we need to be more thorough be, with who we choose. You also got to be lockstep with the times, you know? Not, not necessarily because times Remember change talking, somebody went against the grain. You're right. But we're talking about what you just mentioned, coaches teaching – one type of offense that is outdated. And then See, now that's, like, that's another issue. Outdated yeah. would, would mean that there's a certain way that everybody else is doing everything. Yeah. I also believe, you know, I don't know. It's not like I'm picking sides on old or new, but if someone has a system that works, it can be updated and adjusted. You notice a lot of teams with the same coaching staff, and you're like, oh, they must be running the same playbook, but it looks different because their actual playbook is adjustable to personnel. And over time, it looks different. I've seen spread teams come out with, you know, a fullback and a running back. And I'm like, is it still the same offense? And the coach will tell me, yes, we still have these same concepts, but our personnel is different now. So we do this because that coach knows how to coach and they can adjust to whatever times they're in. So. When it comes to that, you have to really look at the coach. Like, is he just doing a scheme? Is he playing Madden? Or is he installing <laughs> an offense There's, or offense or defense, depending on what he's doing? You know, like me personally, I have a schematic way to block extra points and punts on a regular, like a 40% chance of blocking, like at least one or two punts a game. I've proven it time and time again. But I would never tell somebody, I've been coaching this this special teams for 25 years and leave it at that. I would prove that it works and how it works. That's how you validate it over saying that I have experience of this many years. And I don't know why I'm on this tangent. Y'all got to stop me sometime, but I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm, I ain't even had no man, coffee. You, man, you focus, man. You, we let we let you get focus. it off your chest. <laughs> you got, you got, sometimes you got to let it go. I guess so, man. I guess so. But I, I think we're good. I feel I feel like we all agree, though, you know, not, not all yeah. players are going to be coaches. It's just yeah. not the way it goes. And if you're going to be a coach, 
coach coaches need to be coached. I think one thing kind of like what you were talking about, Phil, is that if at any point you're involved in American football and you're not learning, you're, you're detriment to the sport. If you don't yeah. feel that you can learn something, you're a detriment because like you, like you said, Jamal, the times are always changing. Things are always going to yeah. change. So if you're not learning, if you're just saying this works and then I'm going to do it for the next 20 years, you should probably quit now uh, because you're hurting everybody else because you're not learning. Coaches need to learn just as much as players. Everybody is learning. This game is ever evolving. It's confusing, but it's ever evolving. You know? Most definitely. Okay, I'm going to let it go. K-Noah Streetwear is inspired by the everyday needs of their athletes. All K-Noah Streetwear is crafted from the finest premium quality fabrics that meet K-Noah's high standards. The same standards that you will find in their game uniforms. Gear up and get yourself a hoodie, tee, polo, or cap. Find the Streetwear collection on the K-Noah website today. All right, that's it for us today on The Scoop. Keeping the locker room talk real as always. I want to thank our guests, Paul Morant, Philip Gamble, for kicking it with us today, talking about these topics. And I wish you both best of luck going forward. And more than just your football careers, obviously, we're all more than just sports. So just want to wish you guys the best going forward and whatever you decide to do. Jamal, what you got for him? Hey, man, appreciate y'all coming on. This is the first roundtable we had on Scoop with multiple guests. So, again, appreciate y'all going on. You know, just real quick before we head out, Phil, Paul, you know, just tell us anything you got going on, any shout out you want to give, you know, anything you need to get off your chest before we end this. Hey, look, man, all I want to do is say shout out to my moms, man. That's all I want to do right now. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to my girl. Shout out for, you know. 757. Man, yeah, you know, it's 757 on the map. We already, you know? <laughs> hey, look, we ain't never letting them go nowhere, but, you know, just shout out to every organization that gave me the opportunity to uh, get better, you know, help the team. And go, we're trying to go for more, man. Thank God for every opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I give a shout out to my family back home, back in Bainbridge, Georgia. So you guys got 757, <laughs> we got the 229. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> we got the the punt pass kick. You're coming out with just what we had in America. Um, we want to just have, you know, kids start at a young level, learning how punt pass and kick. Um, I think that could be really big for the European culture. Of course, me and Paul is going to work together in the future. so. You know, it's just just coming together, everybody working together. Hopefully everybody can come together like we did today and just share ideas and go from there. Basically. Sure. Definitely. Big things in the future, man. Big things in the future. All right, guys. Thanks for watching the show on YouTube or listening on your podcast outlet. Be sure to subscribe to Athletes Forum YouTube channel or American Football in Finland's podcast to catch the scoop each week in either video or audio format. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Scoop AF, on Instagram at Athletes Forum, and on Facebook at Athletes Forum. Also, by following us on these channels, you have a chance to win teamwear swag provided by our sponsors at KNOA. So be sure to follow the instructions in the description below, down there, or in the written description in the podcast. All right. <laughs> that's it for us this week, guys. Appreciate it. See you next time.